Hi, this is Therapy Tuesday, Smashbot's mental health podcast, and I'm your host, Ruchita Chandrasekhar. I'm a behavioral health researcher and psychologist, and this podcast has been created for people who are looking to have conversations around mental health from a feminist perspective. Please remember that this podcast aims to be an educational resource only and is not a substitute for therapy or treatment. In this episode, we will be talking about the connection between our emotions and our body. So a lot about how the physiological health implications of psychological symptoms manifest. They're also called somatic symptoms of mental health or psychosomatic concerns. Feeling responses start first in our bodies. We walk in the street and someone honks too loudly and our heart suddenly starts racing. Or we're in the middle of a texting conversation and we start smiling even without realizing that we're smiling. Or our hands get sweaty before an important meeting. How our faces get scorching hot when we're in the middle of an argument. Our bodies are constantly communicating with us. And numerous studies have shown that our emotional systems prepare us for the challenges that we could meet in our environment. They do this by adjusting the activation of our cardiovascular, musculoskeletal, neuroendocrine, and autonomic nervous system. So remember that song that instantly makes you miss someone or you experience butterflies in your stomach? Something like that could be excitement. So now that we know that our bodies have a way of communicating with us, It's important for us to think about how specific triggers may manifest in somatic symptoms and why. For example, somatic symptoms are often associated with childhood trauma, specifically childhood emotional abuse, sexual abuse, and even emotional neglect. It's also possible for shame and guilt associated with these childhood traumatic experiences to be correlated with adult somatic stressors. So often survivors of abuse will report mystery pains in parts of their body, a loss of sensation in some parts, or varied sensations in other parts of their body. And pain is unfortunately one of the most distressing experiences to have. And if the pain is mysterious, the invalidation and lack of support experienced can make it even worse. Now, there are multiple instances when people will visit their doctor or hospital for somatic symptoms, like even breathlessness, heart palpitations, numbness, gastrointestinal issues, and more, and be told that there's no organ dysfunction. The problem is that poor patient care puts the onus on the patient, like it's their fault for experiencing the explained distress. Because the absence of organ dysfunction is not the absence of distress. The somatic symptoms still need to be tended to. I work with numerous people who have symptoms of health anxiety that manifest in specific symptoms that are attached to their anxious triggers. So for example, If someone is concerned about having a heart attack, they'll consistently report chest pain or shoulder pain and other symptoms similar to a heart attack. Or if someone is concerned about having a brain tumor, they report consistent headaches. Stress is a natural bodily response to situations where the body detects danger. In some situations, this can be helpful because your body is on your side and trying to protect you, while in others, it can be counterproductive because there's no real threat present. For example, let's try to unpack how stress can cause gastrointestinal issues because I hear this very often too. Like the brain, the gut is filled with nerves. 
The brain and digestive system share numerous, numerous nerve connections. Your central nervous system is like a mama bear waiting to jump into protective mode. And the CNS is in charge of the fight or flight response. You have something called the hypothalamus in your brain. The hypothalamus sets the momentum by asking your adrenaline glands to release hormones. When it assumes that the threat has passed, it gives the signal for things to go back to normal. Now, these chemicals enter the digestive tract and cause an imbalance with the secretions present over there, which leads to gastrointestinal problems, including IBS or what's called irritable bowel syndrome. Some of these hormones released can increase or lower appetite, and there is no way to know how every body will respond. Others might experience heartburn or ulcers if there's an increase in acid production in the stomach. Now, these uncomfortable conditions will obviously impact mood, routine, productivity, then levels of stress, and that cycle continues. Because all of these are your body's alarm bells to let you know that something's wrong. The release of these chemicals in its quest to combat stress can sometimes cause vascular changes or changes in your blood vessels, which leads to tension, headaches, and even migraines. Suppressed emotions await a release which is why the act of crying or venting or journaling or talking can feel very relieving. Think of it as an emotional constipation. Yes, I just coined the term emotional constipation. It's only going to create more tension. This tension gets stored in different parts of our body. So now think muscle tightness, tension in your neck, tight chest. It's all awaiting a release. Muscles tense up to protect themselves from injury during a stress response. Now, chronic stress implies that they don't get a chance to relax. Next, let's talk a little more about palpitations and breathing difficulties. The stress hormones try to send blood gushing to the areas that the brain thinks need it the most. In order to achieve this, you have to breathe faster for blood abundant and oxygen to circulate in your body, which means that the heart has to pump faster thereby causing palpitations and breathing difficulties. Think about why they say that stress can cause heart attacks. Because in cases of chronic stress, the heart is overworked for too long. A frequent increase in blood pressure for the same reasons is also cause for a stroke. Stress responses also activate the immune system. The body is trying to align all its soldiers for immediate situations, even if a threat isn't present. And this is a consequence of chronic anxiety. Anxiety triggers stress responses. However, the constant circulation of stress hormones in our bodies can weaken our immune system, making us vulnerable to illnesses, including fevers and even infections. For example, let's just think about this year, right? And the amount of COVID anxiety we've had, anxiety related with job losses, economic losses, financial losses, you know, just a lot of distress and uncertainty that's gone around. Our levels of anxiety are really high. I'm just thinking about this on the fly, that if chronic stress and anxiety levels have been very high this year, just given the fact that we're fighting a global pandemic, and if chronic anxiety can weaken our immune systems and give us symptoms that are similar to the flu, what would it mean? Like, is a fever now a consequence of chronic anxiety or is it a symptom of COVID, which is only going to worsen more anxiety and more stress responses, right? And stress is often addressed with this blaming the patient lens. But these responses can also feel out of control and distressing. So if you're experiencing psychosomatic tendencies or just don't feel good, it's not your fault. 
It's your body's way of communicating and letting you know that something isn't okay. So what are some things that can help? Finding health providers who believe your distress, medication and therapy, even integrating some body-based work through yoga, breathing, and a consistent practice of coping mechanisms that regulate levels of distress can be useful. I personally believe that education is powerful because it allows for a gateway into believing and validating distress. We listen to our bodies better, we communicate with it better, which also allows us to help ourselves better. That's all I have for you from today's episode where we talked about some of the psychosomatic tendencies of mental health symptoms. I'm your host, Richita, signing out. Thank you.